0: Hello. Hi, hello. Is this Sham? Uh yeah, Sham, yeah. Sham, Sham. This is Tommy Bryson. How can I help you?
1: Hey Tommy, how you doing? How are you, Sham?
0: Hello? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I just yeah, wanna make sure you, you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you perfectly, man. How how can I help awesome. you? Awesome.
1: Hey, um I just thought I'd have a couple questions for you. Um awesome. did you want me to just get right into it?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just ask away, ask away. We have um thirty. By the way, this video is gonna be recorded and uploaded to YouTube potentially.
1: Oh, okay, awesome. Um, so I guess uh, my first question was, I mean, I hear you talk on your uh, channel all the time about, uh, uh, I guess, kind of just investing into uh like uh, mutual funds, right? Index funds, mm-hmm, mutual mm-hmm. funds. Yes. Um, so why is it that uh, I guess this is like a question that a lot of people have, but why is it that uh, you you don't like you tend to kind of like stray away from like individual stock picking.
0: Okay. So right next to my desk, I have, for example, um, a picture of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, right? Those are the number two investors basically in the whole world, like Warren number one, Charlie number two. And the idea is that investing is not a part-time activity, right? So in order to invest correctly, it's actually a very boring activity. What you have to do is basically learn to analyze the company financial statements, balance sheets, income statements, um, 10K forms, 10Q forms, going through every single right. detail about what this company is, its potential prospects, its competition. It's like a whole full analysis of it, right? And then you come up with an estimate, intrinsic value of that company, right? What that company should be selling for. Now, this takes hours, sometimes months to actually do and accomplish, right? right. Now, that's something you do basically full-time. It's called being a full-time investor, not really part-time, right? Now, The reason I don't do that is because basically, as you know, my main thing is being a YouTuber. I love making content, helping people out, and also starting businesses and so on. But I don't see myself really, for example, at least currently right now, spending six to eight hours doing investing the correct way as an individual stock picker. Anything that's not that, for example, if you just say, for example, hey, you know what, Tommy? I'm picking um, Tesla because it's a nice company. I like Elon Musk. I think it's gonna go on forever. Um, cars like that are the future. That's just pure speculation, okay? It might sound like, okay, yeah, this is good, but you gotta study the financials of the entire company, it's competition, and what's gonna happen. And that takes hours and hours of work. So the reason, to answer this question, the reason currently, I might seem like I shy away from basically investing into individual stocks because basically, to in order to do it correctly, I don't have the time to actually do it, and honestly, I don't think I would actually want to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no,
1: I got you. I got that. Um, it's just that I mean, like, for I'm looking at it straight from like a like a raw risk to reward perspective. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know, like, you're a pretty young guy. I'm me myself. I'm 22 years old, so I'd rather focus on you know, growth right now as opposed to, like, uh, capital preservation or dividends or anything like that. Not that dividend companies aren't great. Um, mm-hmm. so I, uh, it's just, I guess, it's just my opinion, I'd rather focus my time on, uh, like, uh, growth companies and kind of picking out these companies that are going to do, you know, amazing over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought I'd hear your thoughts on that.
0: The, the truth is this, okay? There's nothing wrong with picking stocks. I, I, I actually... And I, I want people to do it. Right. If you, if you can have that time to spend, for example, like hours and hours and hours, like looking at financial statements and so on and understand what you're doing. That's fine. Do it. What I don't like is speculation, thinking that you're basically investing where you're not. And by the way, yes, you are young. Right. And I think Warren Buffett's no, first rule is don't lose money. And the second rule is basically um, don't forget rule one. Right. Because capital reservation, in a way, is the most important thing, because an investment, the definition is putting your money into something where you have the most likely chance of making your money and having also a large, maybe like 25 to 50% safety or margin. That way you're good to go no matter what. That's the main thing. But just because you're young doesn't mean, for example, I have to take more crazy on risk and basically lose my money. Because again, okay, do you have a job right now? Uh, yeah, currently, yeah. How much money do you make? Uh, probably about $20 an hour. $20 an hour, right? How much money do you have invested?
1: Uh throughout everything probably uh 30 35,000
0: depends on the day. In- individual stocks? Uh yeah, and a couple ETFs. Let's just say individual stocks. How much would you say you have?
1: Uh probably the vastment like 30,000
0: 25,000, $30, 30, right? So if we divide that by 20, right? That's around 1500 hours of your time. That's how much it took you to actually earn that money. You probably have some capital gains and so on, which is awesome. But during this market, like, is it's, it's a good market, okay? People are making money like crazy. It's it's awesome, okay. And even though I shy away from stocks, when I do see an opportunity, because I know how to invest, right? but when I see an opportunity, for example, back in um in March when Delta dropped all the way down to twenty two to nineteen dollars, I bought in like around at twenty something dollars for a very good price, and I'm up around one hundred and twenty eight percent. But I know for sure that's not something I want to do. All, like spending time, like an investment, is not what, what I want to do. But I do it whenever I see like a very, very good market. My point is this: you spent so far, fifteen hundred hours of your time to invest around thirty thousand dollars. If you lost that money, you're losing basically all that time in a sense, right? But you also have the potential to make a lot of money. Now, let me ask you this, okay? When you are investing, are you investing, for example, with a, a margin of safety? That's the first thing. And do you understand exactly what you're investing into? Can you prove it? Or are you saying, hey, this is a good company to invest into. I like it. I think it's going to do great. What's, like, are you speculating or are you investing? Just just be honest. It's fine.
1: Well, um, like, I've only been doing it for, like, uh, two years or so. So I definitely don't, uh, wouldn't say that I go as far as to, like, speculate. I've definitely started with more, like, a, like a conservative, I guess, old-fashioned approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm mostly, at first, focused on, you know, you know like what I may mean you have it like Dow 30 companies, you know, big companies that I'm like fully aware of. Um, mm-hmm. uh might throw a little what, bit. When of, you, when you say, to... when
0: you say fully aware of, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, like not fully aware of, but like I can fully wrap my head around their business model, their mode, how they make money. Yeah. Um, I can fully wrap my head around, you know, consumer sentiment around, you know, the products and services that mm-hmm. this company offers. So, uh, one hundred percent, yeah. But uh, I've lately been kind of, um, you know, doing a little more research in like growth companies and things like that. And what books are you reading? Uh, at the moment, I've read uh, the Four Hour Work Week. That's the most recent book that I read.
0: Where, where did you learn how to invest?
1: I I learned how to invest watching like YouTube videos. I read like books here and there. Uh, it'll mostly be YouTube videos. I watch like a lot of. Uh, pretty well-known YouTubers. I watch your channel.
0: Uh, yeah. So the thing is with my channel right, usually I'm I'm telling people hey, do do ETFs and so on because it's kind of like more simple to do and basically individual stock investing is like a little a little more difficult to do, a lot more difficult to do. So two books I recommend for um individual stock picking is basically um Security and Analysis by Benjamin Graham and David Dodd. That's basically like the bible of investing he will take you through like a lot of chapters on every single type of security how to invest into them and how the whole game basically works because there's also manipulation with accounting on top of it, you have for example the intelligent investor you probably heard about it before yep yeah so you also want to read that you want to read that one first it's like a simple book to actually get and then you want to get into like the the knit and grit with um with the security analysis that's like a really really detailed book as far as like um, like um, like stopping and goes. Now you do make twenty dollars an hour. What do you do for work?
1: Well, uh, I'm currently just like uh, like uh, well, 1st first I'm a full time student, and uh, just for uh, like work on the side, I'll do like food delivery and like ride sharing things like that. So I'll average about
0: like twenty dollars an hour. That's a lot of money for ride share.
1: Yeah, it's like I kind of just do it in a busy area, mostly just like weekend and thursdays and things like that so what are you
0: what are you studying
1: oh right now my major is uh, health systems management i have a
0: minor in uh, economics that's actually a good career health systems management and do you have any debt right now uh no no debt are you paying as you go uh yeah exactly i'm getting a little bit of
1: help from uh, financial aid scholarships and uh that's for the most part covering it everything else i'm paying out of pocket
0: so you have no student loan debt, no credit card debt, no personal loan debt, no car loan, none of that? Uh, no,
1: the only credit card debt is, you know, the gas that I pay every single month and I just pay it off. That's yeah, small,
0: so like, like basically like a small bill that you have in there, just to, like bill your credit and so on. What was that? Basically, like just a, a small bill you put on the credit card to bill your credit and so on and pay it off every month. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, it might, it won't even surpass maybe $100. Man, I I,
0: I, I like you a lot, man, and it seems like you're like um, on a good path. The only thing is basically just just make sure that um like individual stock picking is what you want to do, because, you know, have you ever been in a down market? I mean, you were back back in March. You were were you investing back in March? Like what was your what was your reaction back in March when the market dipped?
1: Well, um, I I think I could speak on behalf of a lot of people like, um, you know, a lot of people who, you know, have been, you know, kind of following the, you know, stock market community or like the finance community. We've always been told to, you know, like buy the dip. So I think, like, I think our, like, uh, like my demographic was definitely like kind of just like wired to, you know, buy the dip, but when mm-hmm. it actually came, you know, you kind of freeze up and you're like, oh, what is happening? Um, so at, at first I was definitely a little like panicked seeing my positions down like, you yeah. know, 20, 30, 40%. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, I kind of just, you know, kind of, you know, like I had the stomach to, you know, kind of just buy more and, uh, that's did kind you? of what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, I, I hate saying it like this, but it's like, uh, like I, I kind of just always had a mindset of, you know, when I'm investing, it's money that I'm ready to lose. Um, oh, wow. Wow. so yeah, I know I'm a lot of people may look at it differently, but, um, mm-hmm that I definitely have like a safety net. I have, you know, like 30% of like my net worth is like cash. Um, so I'm ready to like buy if opportunities present themselves or if something were to, you know, happen or, you know, some emergency was to happen. So, um, not that I'm like completely being an idiot or anything like that, but uh, mm-hmm. I definitely bought the dip in like the March lows and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's something called confirmation bias, Whereas people, we look for people, like things that, conf- like that confirm whatever we believe in. So here's what it sounds like to me, okay? I'm just being honest here. It sounds like to me, um, my name is Sham, Sham right? Sham? Sham, Sham yeah.
1: yeah. Sham,
0: Sham, 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 Sham. My name is Sham. Um, I'm an investor. I'm doing the dip. I invested in some money. And I'm up like crazy right now. I'm doing great for myself. And I want to do a lot more than this. And I want to focus basically on on growth stocks now because everything's going so well for me. Now, it just happens to be that you took advantage of a really good market and now the Fed flooded the whole market. So now kind of like everyone's up on everything. Right. So my concern is that is Sean so looking, for example, for a confirmation bias, saying, hey, I'm up. So it must mean that whatever I'm investing into must be good investments. Right. Because again, right. Um, investing like a lot like biology, kind of like how um, Charlie Munger says. And it's the idea that a company goes through a lot of cycles, right? You have companies that are going to be around for a long time, but every company at some time is going to basically exterminate. It's going to be done, right? So mm-hmm. whenever, two years of investing sounds great to be making money, right? But when you think about long-term, 10, 15, 20 years, are those investments, those companies you picked, are they going to be around? And can you say strongly, not because, hey, I, I kind of know around a little bit about the Motomi, Tommy, I know the company. Like, you know, like the hyperbole stuff, like I know like a little bit of the company, but can you say strongly based on the financials, is this company going to be around for a very, very long time? That's the biggest thing. And if you can say, Tommy, yes, I know all about this stuff. I'm going to go ahead, re-secure your analysis. By the way, the goal is whoever I want to be in life since the very beginning, I looked at the person that was already there and I copied everything about them. So if I wanted to be an individual stock investor, you want to go to the absolute best. And for that, that's Warren Buffett. Who do you learn from? Benjamin Graham, who's also there. You also have, for example, Philip Fisher. You also have, for example, David Dodd. So you have Peter Lynch. So go to those people right there and figure out exactly everything you lack. Once you figure that out, if you really feel like, hey, you know what, Tommy, this is for me, then you can take it on fully. I'm never gonna tell you, no, just don't do what you're doing. The answer is make sure what you're doing is actually planning out. And you're not just seeing, for example, a positive now and might think I'm doing great because 10 years in the line, because it sounds like I have cash, I have emergencies. But make sure at the same time, while you're doing this, playing this game, you're also investing, for example, for your retirement account, okay? Because I know you're young, and, and the statement of saying, for example, oh, Tommy, you know, whatever money I put in there, it's okay to risk. I don't I don't think it's okay to risk 1,500 hours of my time that I put in. That's a lot of time, right?
1: Understood, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so the goal is, again, I'm not telling you not to do this. I'll never tell you to do that. I'm telling you, make sure you go out there and confirm for sure that what you have been doing has actually been proven before by people that came before you and put in the work before you. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I would definitely agree to, uh, you know, your point that, uh, you know, sometimes you aren't really able to tell like 10, 20 years out, you know, this seems like a really long time for like, like for you to analyze an individual company to see if they're Mm -hmm. still be around, you know, everything's changing so
0: fast. Mm That's why that's why Uh, when Warren Buffett buys a company, he buys it with the idea by the way, I'm not saying that you're gonna pick a stock and it's gonna for sure last that long, but you buy with a trajectory of like, I'm gonna buy this company and hold it forever. Right. That's the trajectory. Because even Warren Buffett, he bought the airlines and he had to sell it, right? Because everything's changed for them. So he's like, you know what, Uh I don't wanna play this game. And I'm like 90 years old. Am I gonna be around to see a change? I don't know. Let me just sell it right now. (laughs) So things are gonna change, but you wanna make sure that whenever you buy a company, you're gonna buy like buying and flipping, buying and flipping, buying and flipping. It turns out great when things are going great, but when things go wrong you can face a lot of adversity that could basically put you out of business. Understood.
1: Yeah, I
0: gotcha. As far as an emergency fund, like how much how much do you have in there? Like um, three months, six months or one month?
1: Well, um, at the moment, it's about like three months.
0: That's but
1: awesome. uh, uh, d- depending on, you know, like how much like money that I like deploy, like like in the past, if, if we've seen like, uh, you know, the market maybe, you know, go down like five, 10% and I'm maybe deploying a little bit of cash, it might go down to like, you know, 20% of my net worth, but still Mm -hmm. like I'm keeping three to like 12 months of expenses. Maybe Mm -hmm. 12 months sounds like a lot, but it really just depends on how much I'm invested into at the moment. If I feel like things are kind of, you know, overpriced and, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. paying for this specific, uh, you know, company Mm -hmm. or whatever it is.
0: Again, you know, personal finance is personal, right? So everyone's different. So to me, it doesn't sound like a lot. If you have like three, six months, 12 months of expenses, it just says, hey, Tommy, when I go to sleep, I want to sleep comfortably, right? So that's fine too. But one thing I would say is just make it a rule that whatever money is in this account, that money has a job and it is not to be bothered. So emergencies, leave that money in there. When the market crashes, I don't touch my emergency fund at all. That money is just for safety reasons. It's there. That's it. Absolutely. And you said also, you have around like four to five thousand dollars in ETFs and so on. what what are you is that like for like on um, retirement? Like how are you doing that?
1: That's kind of just like like really like long term. like uh, I pretty much uh, you know spent a little bit of time you know figuring out you know what's in these ETFs, you know what's like the sentiment around these companies, you know their mm-hmm. moat, things like that. Um, and I, I you know it's 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 not like research to like an individual company level. As Mm -hmm. money that I kind of just put into an ETF, like the the ETFs that I'm in right now, there's a, there's like a Schwab dividend ETF and Mm -hmm. there's like one or two more Schwab ones. There's one that focuses on like S&P 500 companies for the most Mm -hmm. part, or they try to match in on S&P 500 companies as much as possible. Um, And that's just for like really like long term. Like I want to put it in there and just like put it in the filing cabinet, close and, you know. Like that's mm-hmm. the money I'm not touching or moving around or doing anything with. Okay,
0: and and what's your what's your goal as far as when it comes to investing? And also, for example, like your finances, like is your goal to like like be an investor? Is it like to be financially free? Like what's what's what's, yeah. what's the goal?
1: Absolutely, it's to mostly for the most part be financially free. Like uh, like the ETFs that I kind of invest in, they're they're all dividend paying. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, that the first thing I did was focus on dividend paying companies when I started investing. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's definitely to, you know, live off of dividends and, uh, also become a great investor.
0: Okay. And do you know about the 4% rule? What was that? The 4% rule?
1: Uh, no, no. If you could explain the, that. You probably you, you
0: probably, you probably heard about it. The, the, the withdrawal rate, the 4% withdrawal rate rule. That's basically, Okay. So if your goal is to get financial freedom, just like how it sounds like, right? What's the best method for me to get there and have the less likelihood of basically the market crashing and then me having to be in trouble and stuff like that? Kind of like when people retire and they're like, oh, I gotta go back to work. That's not what I want for you, right? So the idea is when it comes to ETFs and like long-term stuff, right? Usually building a portfolio like that, the reason I use M1 Finance is basically like you do dollar cost average with it. You probably know what that is also as an investor. But it's basically, you invest this amount of money every single week, every single month, you get the average price of the whole market over the over the one year period or whatever, right? That's the whole point of dollar cost average. So you don't buy mm-hmm. way too high and worry about like, hey, oh my gosh, I'm just going to recover. So mm-hmm. if you do dollar cost average, the portfolio you want, you want a portfolio that's basically going to have, for example, the U.S. companies like the S P 500, that's around 80% of the performance of the whole market is overall in the, in the U.S. Then you want, for example, the international market, the developed markets, you want, for example, small cap, right? Because that's also a lot of growth in those companies, but also a lot of risk. And th- this is, these are ETFs, by the way, ETFs, not individual companies. Then you mm-hmm. also want corporate bonds. You also want treasury bonds. You also want some REITs in there. And you also want, for example, some emerging markets. That's around seven ETFs, right? Which means that, well, if when, when the entire thing happened back in March, I used to have, for example, around 20% of my money was 100% safe, right? When my entire mm-hmm. like um, corporate bonds in there, because, hey, that money's not going anywhere. When the market dropped instantly, I went and put my money into it because, and even then, right? If the U.S. market is down one year, maybe the international market is gonna be doing fine. So, as far as like creating, for example, like a future aspect for your entire goal financial freedom, when you invest, you want to make sure you have a little bit of every single chunk. So when things go down, everything's gonna be fine. If the if basically like the, the stock market is down, maybe the REITs market is okay and the bond market is okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want a little bit of that. So if I'm you, right, and I want financial freedom, again, I still stick to this like 100%. Investing's not part-time. It's usually full-time. You got to be full-time with this stuff, right? But what's mm-hmm. what's going to give me like the most likelihood of getting there? Well, if I'm making $20 an hour and I'm 22 years old and I've managed to save up, well, invest around $35,000, it tells me two things about you. You're very frugal and probably very good with your money. And you're not in debt either. That's amazing. So, although you might seem like, oh Tommy, I gotta do things quickly. You know, I'm only 22 and I gotta get there. Oh my god, you know, I'm saying like maybe like in seven to, to ten years, you're 32, mm-hmm. 30, easily you can retire by mm-hmm. investing, for example, into a proper portfolio, staying out of debt. Once your income rises, don't raise your expenses, obviously. And then when you buy a piece of property, well, you buy a piece of property, right but you get on a 15-year mortgage and you pay that off easy, right? So now your expenses are super low because your property is yours. You have no expenses. You have basically money from your investments. And by the way, if you use the 4% rule, it means, for example, well, if I want to live off $40,000, pa- how much money do you want to live off every single year? Like in passive income, just passive income. Um, well, uh, probably uh, approaching six figures. Well, okay, Let um, let me let me let me stop you there. Let me, pay, let me paint a picture here, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. How much money do you want in passive income? You have zero debt, Your house is paid off. You have an emergency fund. And everything is taken care of. How much money do you think you'll need?
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I kind of get the question. Um, uh, Maybe 30, 40K.
0: Yeah. That's around where I'm at, too. So, let's say $40,000, right? The 4% rule is basically divide the number that you want, basically, in annual income, right? Divided by... Um, 0. 0.04 that's around a million dollars that you're going to need basically to give you in passive income um that 40k now that one million dollars you, you you know how to do this right if it's growing by eight percent or ten percent and you take out four percent the likelihood of you running of money is very very low and it'll take an average around 33 years during the worst markets ever in history that's not even been recorded yet right but by this point, bro, you have a house, you're taken care of, you have security, you have everything, and if you want to keep investing, that's great, but you have a good foundation. Absolutely. Yeah, so so Understood. I think my overall advice is you can you can make sure you're you're investing like um for your security too, for your retirement. If you wanna do the whole that- stock picking thing, just make sure you can verify what you're doing by people that came before you
1: absolutely understood uh i can i definitely understand a little more now why you kind of like uh um you know talk about you know kind of like diversifying yourself um Mm -hmm. and uh definitely etfs is kind of a thing that i've you know kind of stumbled on more recently i definitely plan on uh you know kind of diving more deep into it and uh Mm -hmm. you know putting more money into it as i go on um because i think um but yeah, that's definitely the way to go. Uh would you recommend like um like when you do invest in like a very like diversified uh, instrument, like, you know, stocks, bonds, um, like everything, or are you kind of just like stock heavy?
0: Um, it depends on your temperament. So it sounds like to me like Tommy, I like to keep cash on hand and also for example like emergency fund. So you're probably a little bit like me where you're aggressive but not too crazy. Does that sound right?
1: Right. Right,
0: yep, yeah, yeah, so I would probably go with a moderately aggressive portfolio that's around eighty percent stock ETfs and then around twenty percent bond ETF That's usually what I do, although we're young right because you're 22 and twenty four people say, oh, you don't need bonds i I like having bonds in my portfolio because basically it lets me sleep at night normally and, and yeah, I, and I think in this video or in my main town videos i o- I always have a link down there to like the whole like m finance link it's a referral link, but when you click it, it shows you exactly what I invest into. And inside there, you'll see exactly my portfolio, what I invest into, and everything. Gotcha. Awesome. And by the way, um, don't believe anything I say. Um, Read a book. It's called The Little Book About Common Sense Investing by John C. Bogle, basically the founder of Index Funds. And he'll basically just reiterate everything I said to you, but it'll come from um, the man that did everything. Gotcha. I will definitely get on that. All right, brother. You have any more questions?
1: Uh, no, I think you pretty much covered it. I think like my main question was just that, uh, you know, like what is your, you know, I guess like opinion mm-hmm. on, you know, being, you know, like super diversified as to, you know, a little, a little mm-hmm. more honed in, but, uh, I definitely appreciate you clearing that up and kind of yeah. giving your thoughts on that.
0: And by the way, man, when, when you're, when you're like fully like a, a stock picker, like Charlie Munger or like Warren Buffett, th- there is no diversification, Right because basically you know what you're doing. So when you know what you're doing, you don't need to diversify. You don't need like um, a ton of companies because no, you know what you're doing. So whenever you buy a company and say, I know what I'm doing with this company, like diversification for people that basically just want a piece of the pie and don't want to do the work. hmm I see myself maybe doing the whole investment thing that way. Once maybe like in a few years when I'm done with YouTube, maybe, which I don't think is going to happen ever. But um, but yeah, I, I it, it might happen, might not happen, but I'm being realistic and telling myself, do I want to spend five, six hours of my time every day reading statements when I can just do that, making videos and doing something that I actually enjoy? The only reason okay. Warren is Warren is because he likes he likes doing what he does, you know, so he's just a part of the game.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
0: All right, brother, this was a nice conversation. Have fun. And by the way, I want to say congratulations. You're 22 years old. You have a ton of money invested. You have no loans. You have no, no, no crazy debt or whatever. And you're definitely ahead of me when i was that age which was like two years ago i guess <laughs> awesome.
1: thanks man you uh you have no idea how much i appreciate that you know i absolutely you know love your content and just keep making these awesome videos man
0: thank you bro yeah. i remember man you're, 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 the, you're on the right path man just just don't get my problem back then was i was really impatient okay just just don't be impatient you're on the right path just give time just give things to compound compound interest compound effect it also works in life just just allow yourself to to see growth by just taking it step by step. Don't, don't get too impatient with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, brother. I'll see you next time. Have fun. And thank you for the call. Definitely. You too, man. Take care. All right. Peace. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So that right there was an amazing call. And it's one that usually I don't get that often, but it's a question that I always see. Tommy, I can pick stocks because basically I'm making money. And again, it's called Confirmation Bias. By the way, guys, if you know, if you ever want to know why, what is does time have a book for everything? It's because I read a lot. Because I understand that basically I'm not the smartest person ever. I'm not. There's people out there that have done what I do or want to do 10 times better than I can. And I've already made books about it. So why wouldn't I want to go ahead and learn from them so I know exactly what they did and how they got to the position that they actually are? So that's always my goal. What don't I know? Who knows it? let's go find out exactly what's going on and i'm very careful you know because hey just because i did something and it worked doesn't mean it's going to work the second time right You that? so it's all about hey let me make sure whatever i'm doing is actually going to work because hey someone that does this professionally has told me you're on the right path and you're doing things correctly i i try to stay away from biases that psychologically, human beings are just very biased overall, okay? So be very careful with this stuff. But again, man, um, Sh- Sh- Shyam is very solid, very good guy, 22 years old. And it just sounds like I'm making money, Tommy. I think I'm really good at this. Just just, just confirm that you're actually good at this and confirm that you actually want to do what you want to do, you know? Sometimes being that smart can be a, a, a handicap because you kind of think like, I know everything, okay? But really, when I started reading, that was when I found out, basically, I don't know anything about anything. I think, um, who was it? Who was it? It was like this very smart guy. I think it was, um, I don't remember him, but um, he said, um, the only thing I know is that I know nothing. And it was like one of the smartest men in history. I don't know who who said that, but um, let me ask Alexa. Alexa, who said the only thing I know is that I know nothing? She doesn't know. But that is it, guys. But, guys, that's basically it. If you want to join my show on my next call, well, go sign up. Link down below. It is free. I'll see you guys next time. As always, like, subscribe, hit the bell so you get notified. If you guys want to text me all the time, join my Patreon. Link down below or send me a DM on Instagram at Tommy Bryson. And before I go, if you guys want to watch another call, here's that call right here. And click my face right here. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching. And as always, peace.